Good evening. I uh, hope you're all doing well, learning Maseches Tainus, Daf Yud. And we will be starting at the bottom of Testament Bays, uh, right after the parentheses, Keman Ozla. This coming Wednesday, I have uh, an in and out flight from Detroit. I plan to be here on time. If there is something that comes up, I'll let you know and then pre-record and post. I don't anticipate that. I should be landing in the um, in the sixes or the sevens or something. In Wednesday in two days. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We had previously learned about a machlokas. Does rain come from the heavens or does rain come from the ocean? Oh, we yesterday. So let's, uh, let's ask a couple of questions it. that debate this. Uh, some Mari Makomos that question. Like whom does the machlokas of Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Eliezer go like in regards to the following pasuk? That which waters the mountains is from on high. Kiman, who is that like? That's obviously like Rabbi Yoshua, who says that rain comes from up in the heavens. Rabbi Eliezer, what would you do with that? He says, no. Kiman the Salke, Lahasam, since they they evaporated and they went up there. Mashkam Aliyosav We call it like it's up there, but it's not actually from there. It's from the ocean. And then says the Gemara, it has to be that way. Four lines from the bottom. If you don't say that, then sometimes, as we know from the Pasuk, we know that sometimes there's uh, there's avak, there's dust. What, how does that end up? How does the Pasuk even refer to that? It must be. Since they floated up there, the wind carried them. It therefore has the name of Therefore, Hachanami. Since the water evaporated up to the heavens, that is what it's called, is up from the heavens from up there. But really, the Maisa water does come from the ocean, and that's one way to understand their machlokas as it relates to this pasuk. Let's try again. This, of course, is a pasuk we're somewhat familiar with. The gathering of all of the waters, Be'otsaros Tehomos. From the from the deep wellspring, so says the Gemara. Mi garam malubar. How do we know that it's going to be all filled up to homos from the from the depths of the oceans? Forget the sky. Kiman, missing word in the Gemara. Who is that like? Rabbi Eliezer. It says the Gemara. That is obviously like the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer that everything comes from the depths of the oceans. Rabbi Yoshua, how do you understand this pasuk with its explanation from Reb Chanina? <clears throat> Says the Gemara, turning to the top of Shalolam. that wasn't talking about in general, that was only talking about the creation of the world, and therefore not problematic, because in general, he holds that rain comes from the same place he held the rain came from yesterday. All right, the Gemara now jumps into a uh, discussion about Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. There's scientific proof that they're both right. They actually come from Shemayim also. What does that mean? How do you know where the water particles start from? It's cyclical. I mean, the way that we look at it, like when we were. actually some that comes from space into the atmosphere. Oh, 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 from outside of our. Oh, never heard of that. All right. So the Gemara has. The coming revolution is the book I'm signing to say. Fascinating. I've actually read about that. And what that is is the comets that are flying through space that are basically frozen water. The whole comet. It might be. Miles in diameter. So it's just a big ball of water as it flies through space. Some of it trails off. Uh -huh. Pieces sure. of ice. And then when they get out of the atmosphere, they warm up enough to become a droplet. Fascinating. 
Who knew? All right. Top line. Thank you very much. The rabbis have taught us. The first that was created was Eretz Yisrael. Arya Kaplan speaks about this in his book, and it's quoted in a lot of the Svarim HaKadoshim, that just the, the first physical touch of the world was the rock, right? The, the, rock, the dome of the rock is the Evan Shesia. And from there, Nishtas Kol Ha'olam Kula. We learned about this somewhere in Shas, I think. Anyways, the Gemara says that that was the first uh, physical creation of the world, and the rest of the world came after. Shne'emar, um, as the Pasuk says, Ad lo asa Eretz v'chutzos, that first Eretz Yisrael was made, and then the Chutzos were. Eretz Yisrael mashke osa Kadosh Baruch Hu be'atzmo. Kadosh Baruch Hu is the one who makes it rain in Eretz Yisrael. V'chol olam kula yidei shaliach, and the rest of the world gets a shaliach for the rain. Shne'emra anosin matar al p'nei Eretz v'sholeach ma'im al p'nei chutzos. He is the one who gives rain onto Eretz Yisrael, and he sends someone to give rain to the non uh, to the non Eretz Yisrael components. Next, five lines. <clears throat> Five lines down, Eretz Yisrael shosa meg shaman. The Eretz Yisrael gets actual rainwater. V'chol ha'olam kulo mitamtzis. It gets the leftovers. So Rashi explains this word. Third line, mishiure tamtzis. Masha nishar be'avim achar shtiyasam. Whatever's left in the whatever's left in the bucket, whatever's left in the clouds, that's what the rest of the world gets. Shenema, our same pasuk as we saw before. I know Saint Matar al pnei Eretz v'chuler. Eretz Yisrael Yisrael shosa tchila v'chol ha'olam kulo levesov. First, Eretz Yisrael drinks, and then the rest of the world drinks. It's very similar to the previous Gemara. This is similar to a person who is making cheese. And when you make cheese, there are the curds, the solid pieces, and there is the way, the liquid, the clearish liquid that separates itself, no tail, that Eretz Yisrael, in, in effect, is similar to the Kurds. And the way is left for the rest of the countries. That's uh, how the Gemara understands it. Okay, Omar Mark, great Shailan Halacha, how to make cheese, because the way they used to make cheese was based off of the rennet that was in the stomach lining of an animal. So why isn't it Basar B'chalav? What they would do is put milk inside the stomach of an animal. Of course, they just holding each end of the stomach, cut out of the animal, of course. And they would put milk in it, they'd cap it at each end, and they'd shake it. It would draw the rennet out. But why isn't that Basar B'chalav? That's a good Shailan for Hilchus Yerdea. We'll hopefully speak about that at some point. So it says the Gemara, eight, nine lines down, three lines into the wide lines. Omar Mar, the other day we learned that Mam, uh, that according to those who said that we drank salt water, that we drank the ocean water, which was salty, how did it become better? It became better by being uh, evaporated into the clouds, that the clouds would sweeten the water. How do we know? What a very unique drasha. This is an atypical drasha. Check this out. That's one pasuk, the darkness of the water. In the clouds, very similar, says the Gemara. Take the cuff from the word chashkas, the shadi arash, and put it next to the resh in chashras, the kari bay chashras, which is not a word. Chashras is similar to hachsharas, the correction of the improvement of making kosher, of namely the removal, removal of the salt from the water to therefore make it good. And then it is, uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, no, no, that's how the Gemara understands it. And how does Rabbi Yeshua deal with this? But when we retranslate it, so after we move the letter over, right, we're doing, after we move the letter over, the Chachsharas is really Chachsharas is how it's meant to be read. So if you look in the Hagos Vitionim, he says that that's really how it should be written in the Gemara too. The Dufusim Yeshanim actually wrote Chachsharas. That's what he says here. Um, I'll just read the language. Rabim 
Hachsharas with a hey. That's what the Gemara says. But our Gemara presents it as Chachsharas. Fine. What does Rabbi Yoshua do with this? This makes sense for Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yoshua, fifth line into the wide lines, Yudamad Aleph. What does Rabbi Yoshua do? Bahani Kroy, my Dorish Pahu. So says the Gemara, Savar Lo Kiha, Diki Asa Ravdimi, Omar. He says as follows. What did, he, what did they say about this? <clears throat> that Omar, uh, Amre Bimar Rava, Nahor Anane, if the clouds are somewhat clear, Ze'irin Mohi, there are small amounts of water. Chashoch Anane, if they're blackened clouds, if they're dark clouds, Sagyon Mohi, then they have a sufficient or a significant amount of water. And that is how we understand Chashkas Maim and Chashras Maim. The Chashkas, of course, is darker. Chashras is going to be lighter. Says the Gemara, court of the way down. Keman Azla, let's try again. Keman Azla, Hadetanya, what about the following Brisa? Maimuel Yonim. That the um, the waters of the heavens are only standing where they are because of Kadosh Baruch who has commanded them to do so. And the fruits of that water, of the Mayim Yonim, is make shamim. Who does that work according to? Obviously, Kiman, that's Rabbi Yoshua. How does Rabbi Eliezer answer this? Rabbi Eliezer, what does he say? That's only talking about Bri'as Ha'olam. No problem at all. It's not talking about regularly. It's only talking about the, the creation of the world. The whole world benefits only from that which is left in the initial container, that which is left in the clouds from the initial rain. So that's Gan Eden gets most of the rain and whatever's left in the container goes out to the rest of the world. That the river exits from Eden. Of course, the Pasuk is somewhat homiletical because we don't get rain from directly from a Nahar. It has to first be evaporated into cloud form. Fine. Tanami Tamsis, we have a Brisa that says something similar. Mitamtis base course shows that that from the remnants of the water left over in a container that you use for a, a base core, which is a large plot of land, shows that you can water a smaller plot of land, a much smaller plot of land. We had this language earlier, tray cabin. Yeah, the language of Tarkov is actually a, a measurement of size. Fine. Two dots, one third of the way down. Tanu Rabbanan. Eretz Mitzrayim. Havya Dalad Meos Parsa. Al Dalad Meos Parsa. Eretz Mitzrayim is a square. 400 Parsa square. The who, and that is Echad Mishishim B'Kush, is 1 60th of the, of the area of Kush. The Kush, Echad Mishishim V'Olam. Kush is 1 60th the size of the world. V'Olam Echad Mishishim B'Gan. We learned uh, in previous Mesechlis that Gan and Aden are, are different locations. Gan be Aden. We were saying Gan Aden all the time. So the Gemara says that that's not correct. There's the Gan. And the Gan is Echad Mishishim Aden. The Gan is 160th of the sides of Aden. The Aden, Echad Mishishim Gehenim. Wow, that's not a very comforting feeling. And says the Gemara, Nimsa, what does it then look like? Kola olam kulo It seems that all of us, we live here in this world, we're like a little teapot, like the the kettle can be huge, a little covering on the top. That's what Olam has said. Why is it? Why are we the covering? Why aren't we the spout? Fine for the for the Mephorshim to explain. Some say that there is no maximum size of Gehenim, and it's not 60 times larger. It's uh, infinitely larger. Some say that the Bryce is actually flipped. It's not Gehenim that has no shear, but it's Aden. Fine. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Shochant al-Maim Rabim? Almaim Rabim, Amar Rab, Asira Bavel, Bavel is very rich. That's what the Pasuk is referring to, Shochant Almaim Rabim, that it's sitting on a lot of water. Dechatzda, they can be wealthy below Mitra without any water, or they live in a valley. So the water just runs right by them, the Euphrates, whatever rivers were right there. So they were able to have access to water without a lot of rain. And they were. Thank you very much. 
Who is it that caused, this is what the Pasuk was referring to, who was it, who is it that caused Bavel to be, to have Malay, Male uh, that it was so full. Because it is dwelling in, a, in very fertile land. And Omar Rab, Asira Bavel is considered rich. Because they don't even need the rain. They're rich without any water because it doesn't have to rain for them. They're fine. They're at the bottom of the hill. Omar we have a little Nikitina, and we have a tradition. Tovani velo yovshani, that Bavel is a place that's saturated with rain. It's more swamp-like. Velo yovshani, it's not the kind of place that dries out because gravity pulls water down. And that is what they were like. That brings us to a new Mishnah halfway down. Says the new Mishnah, Remember that we said in the beginning of the Masechta that Shoal means the same Talamatar Libracha. We're almost there. We're almost there. In fact, Today is quite a remarkable day, as we will discuss shortly once we get to the Gemara. <clears throat> the Gimel Bimar Cheshvan, on the third of Mar Cheshvan, in Eretz Yisrael at least, they should start saying this same Talmud, Rabbi Gamliel Omer Bishibabo, it has to be on the seventh. Why does it have to be on the seventh? It has to be Tesvav Yom Achar Hachag. It has to be 15 days after the end of Sukkot. Why? So that the people who are traveling the furthest distance to get there, Yisrael could get home. And that can take up to two weeks. The Gemara opens, fine. Let's see how we paskin with Eretz Yisrael. Do we paskin like the Tanakhama who says that the date of Zivashayin Talamach Olivracha is the third of Mar Cheshvan? Or do we paskin like Rabban Gamliel that it's the seventh? Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Lazar, Halachik Rabban Gamliel that it is the seventh. But all of that is in Eretz Yisrael. Tanya, the Brisa writes, Omer ad shishim bitkufa, sixty days into the season. When is the actual date of uh, fall? It's September twenty second to twenty first, twenty second, twenty first. Sixty days is today. Uh, so let's see what the Gemara says. Uvegola ad shishim bitkufa, sixty days should be today. So I don't know if you uh, heard Svi Sheyer uh, screaming from the rooftops this morning about this gorgeous raid that, uh, uh, that Rip Srili Bornstein had on this. I'll send it around later. Absolutely gorgeous. He explains the whole thing as to why we wait until December 4th and not today. It should be mamish today. There was a time in history when they changed the calendar. I don't even want to ruin it for you. Absolutely gorgeous. Just happens to be that today, tonight, is exactly that time. Exactly. Do we include the 60th day? That's the next question of the Gemara. If it was December 4th, and in the six days wouldn't calculate, you wouldn't have uh, Daph Yomi in December 4th. It's, it's all calculated. Correct. Absolutely right. Built for the cycle. 100% Surely said the same thing. You're, you're, you're in good company. <laughs> he said the same thing. So let's see what the Gemara says. That it says, Amar Ravhuna Barchia, Amar Shmuel, Halacha Kechananya, that we pass like Hananya, that we should start saying the same Talamach, Amatar Libracha, really on the 60th day, which is now. Amy says the Gemara, is that true? Hold on one second. Somebody asked Shmuel, Shmuel, from when do we start mentioning and davening with the bracha of She'el of St. Talmatar? Amar luhu when the wood is brought in, lebei tavus rishba, into the house of tavus, who was a rishba, a bird collector, a bird watcher, says the Gemara. That's not a good question at all. Who says that that's any different than our 60-day mark? Dilma, not a problem at all. That's easy. Says the Gemara, what about the 60th day itself? The way we would say it in the learning world is, do we say, day 60, which one? Is day 60 part of the count and therefore we have to start counting earlier? Or no, is day 60 not part of the count and we start by saying Talimat al-Racha on 61? Oh, is day 60 treated like day 59, in which case we don't say the same Talimat or is it treated like day 61, in which case we do Tashma? The Gemara says two-thirds of the way down, a little bit more. 
Uh, Rav is strict. Rav says that we treat day 60 like day 61, and therefore we have one more day of the same Talamata Libracha. That it's actually a little bit more lenient, and the Gemara is going to say, yeah, sure. They're, they're both on their party lines. It depends where they live. Rav spent most of his li- a part of his life in Eretz Yisrael, and Shmuel spent all of his life in Bavel. So Amar Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, Vesimonech, how do we know who said what? It says the Gemara, Eloi Bo'umaya, those who live up in the mountains, they're going to want to daven even a little earlier. That's Rav who lived in Eretz Yisrael, a mountainous area. But Tatoi, those who live down below, namely those who live in Bavel, namely Shmuel, Lo Ba'umaya, he doesn't want to daven for water so so he's fine, he's fine. Everybody's davening the way that they want to the 60th day. Amar Shishim, we paskin that it is la'achar shishim, that uh, we uh, we treat the day 60 as 61, and therefore we should say the same talamat of Ibracha. Again, as to why we don't, I will send you a clip a little bit later. New Mishnah, What happens if we get to the 17th of Cheshvan and there's no rain? So says the Gemara, the special people, the Yechidim, right? not, not regular people, the special people, we'll see what the parameters are of that. They uh, they have to fast three fasts. Bahab, as we will see, the, the Gemara's source for Bahab is right here. Although the Bahab that we do is more calendarized than this. This is episodic. It just depends on the rain. Says the Gemara. However, this fast, much as it should be fasted these three days by the Echidim, Ochlan Veshosin Mishecha it doesn't start at night. You can eat at night, and as well, the normal Inuyim that we're used to on Yom Kippur don't apply. Mutarim B'Malacha, Uvirachitzo V'Sicha, Uvinila Sasandel Shamita. There's no restrictions on Malacha on showering. On anointing, on wearing leather, sandals, whatever the case may be, or with Tashmashamita. Thirteen days later, now we're all the way at the end of the month, and now it's Rosh Chodesh Kisev, no rain yet. So then Bezdin goes in Shalosh Taniyos Alatzibur. At that point, the whole Tzibur has to fast three fasts. And as well, the same halacha that applies here applies to the previous fast. That doesn't, you can eat at night, no problem. And as well, like before, there are no restrictions in regards to malacha, washing yourself anointing yourself wearing leather shoes or with marital relations. So says the Gemara that in the beginning of the Mishnah, if we got to the 17th of Cheshvan, that we would then be obligated for the Yechidim to fast. Who are the Yechidim? Says the Gemara, Man Yechidim, six lines from the bottom, of the, at the open of the Gemara, Yudam and Aleph. Who are these people? Amar Ravun Rabbanan. These are the greats. These are, these are the Rabbanim Chashubim, the Poskim. It should be Bahab. Monday, Thursday, Monday. Says the Gemara, that was unnecessary. Why did you tell me that it's Monday, Thursday, Monday, Rafuna? My Kamashmalan, Tanina, we already learned it in a Mishnah. We're going to learn this a little bit later. Says the Gemara, the Meforshim Tetan Daf Tesvav, we'll get there in five, six days. In Gozrin Tainis Bechamishi, we don't have fast days on Thursdays when we are uh, pulling one out of a hat because of a rain. Why not? We were afraid that people were going to up the prices in the market. Yeah, the best way to go shopping is on an empty stomach, right? Because you, oh, I do this all the time. I always buy a lot of extra stuff when I'm hungry. So that you should eat before you go to the store. It will save you. Go out to a restaurant. It'll save you a lot of money. It's a great idea. So it says the Gemara, we know how people work. And therefore, we cannot have a fast start on a Thursday. Because if someone's going to be fasting on Thursday, they're going to be shopping for Shabbos. And then everyone's going to jack up the prices. Ella. So therefore, if the Mishnah says that already, why then do I need the Shita of Rav Huna to say that it's Bahab? I know it's Bahab. I know it's a Monday, Thursday, Monday fasting system. Maudatema, the Gemara responds three lines from the bottom. No, we needed his statement. Maudatema, I might have thought Hanimili Tzibur. 
That's only true with the Seifa of the Mishnah, that once we've gotten to the month of Kislev, then we say, because it's the whole Sibor, then we have Baha'a, that it's not the case, Kamash Mulan, that even by a Yachid, we would still need the same guidelines of Baha'a so that we don't up the price even for one person. And Tanya Nami Helchi, the Brisa agrees, Sheishchilo Hayechidim, Lisanos, Misan, and Sheni, the Chamishi, Vesheni, that we do Bahab, even by Yechidim. However, even if you're doing Bahab, if the bays or the hay or the bays, if that Monday, Thursday, Monday ended up falling out, or as we've spoken about already, is Megillah Sinus still applicable? We learned about this Machlokas. And all of these days, if it fell out on the Bahab, then you no longer have to fast. Take a look at Rashi. Uh, was it Rashi? Uh, yeah, it's the Rashi from the bottom of the previous page. Sorry. Rashi in the bottom of the previous page. Then we don't do that fast anymore. That's what the Gemara is implying. Very good. New, uh, connected sugya, top of Yudam base, top line, Tanur Rabbanan, the rabbis taught us, Al Yomar Adam, a person should not be so uh, so self-deprecating. Talmudani, I'm only a student. Remember what our Mishnah said, that if it's a really bad scenario, there's no rain until the 17th of Cheshvan, then a Yachid should fail. I'm not, I'm not uh, on such a caliber, says the Gemara. Don't say that about yourself. Everyone who is a Talmud Chacham, everyone who is the student of a Chacham, they are together Yechidim. What are each of these terms? It says the Gemara, Yachid, a yachid is a person whose level of learning is so significant that they are appointed as the rav of the community. You're talking about a dayan, you're talking about a massive Talmud Chacham who's holding in, in, in Shas and Poskim. Talmud, how do we define a Talmud Chacham? A Talmud is kol shashalin o so dvar halacha bilimudo, that you are, they're learning a particular sugya, and you can talk with them and learning, and they can answer, not dikala, but masechta kala, kala, that's what a reference to the masechta itself, and that's what the Gemara is saying, is if a person is, has enough cup that if you're learning, let's say you're learning dafyomi, you go to the store, you bump into someone, oh yeah, I learned the sugya about the rain, and Eretz you can talk and learning, you're already begeder yechidim, you're in the category of Tamil chacham, as it relates to this din, and you should therefore uh, not be self-deprecating, you can fast to help the people. Says the Gemara, Brisa number two on this topic, eight lines down, Yudam and Beis, Tanur Rabban, and the rabbis have taught us, Lo kol harotze lasos asma yachid, ose, ose Talmud, ose, lo kol harotze lasos atzmo yachid, ose, Talmud ose, divri Rab Meir. You're not always going to be that person. Uh, you cannot always choose to be the, the yachid or to be the Talmud. Rabbi Yossi disagrees, Rabbi Yossi Amar ose. You did a good job. You're going to be mentioned for good. Ah, if you're going to show how chashiv you are, so then it's different if you're going to be choosing something that's enjoyable. Ah, I get to sit on the dais. I made myself into a chashiv arav. Okay, then that's not, that's disingenuous. However, if you're doing it for tsar, you're fasting. Nobody likes fasting. So then already that's fine. And another Brisetanyidah, the Brisa writes 12 lines down, local Talmudos. So you cannot put yourself in that category, And then dissenting opinion, ben That's only when it's very enjoyable. It's praiseworthy. When you're talking about a fast, Ose, he can put himself in that category And that's a good thing. And therefore, it is acceptable. Tanur Rabbanan, the rabbis taught us third of the way down, Yudim and Beis. Tanur Rabbanan, Misha Hayamisane al Hatzar of Abra. A person says, I'm going to fast. A person, Rahman al Itzlan, is sick. It's rain. It, we need rain, whatever the case may be. And the Tzara was Avra in the middle of the fast. You're so good at your job. All of a sudden, the person is healed. 
for a person who's sick that you want to heal. You should finish your fast. Seems pretty obvious, but that's what the Gemara says. What if you are coming from a place where there is no fasting and you're going to a place where there is fasting? You have to take on the chumras of the makom that you're going to. This has to do with minhagim. That if you have a minhag in your place that's different than the one you're going to, you take on shte chumras, the chumras of your place and their place. And therefore, the reverse is also true halfway down. If where you live, they're fasting, you go to a city where they aren't fasting, then you should still fast. Let's say that a person eats and they forget get and they're drinking. So, so in the first case there, it doesn't really make a difference where you are? No. Nope. When you're moving from place A to place B, it doesn't matter what the... Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because you take the chumras from both places. That's correct. The Gemara is just articulate. They could have just said, why, why didn't the Gemara just say that? And elsewhere in Shas, this is discussed as well. I think in Pesachim, we discussed yeah. it. There's a Minigamakom. There's a Mishnah there somewhere that speaks about Minigamakom and whatever. The Minigamakom is not going to help if you got the chumras from place A. Correct. Yeah, that's right. That's what the Gemara is saying. Is you have to embrace that minna, whatever it is. Whatever the Chumrah is. If you're coming from Chumrah, you can't eat. If you're going to Chumrah, you also can't eat. They're both the same din. So let's say a person forgets that they're fasting and they eat and drink. They should not show themselves publicly. You shouldn't show anything enjoyable. Why do you look so upset? We understand the psychology. It's not nice. Don't eat in front of people. So I, uh, I, I, reg- I, I barely, I almost never fast except for Yom Kippur, maybe Tisha B'Av, but usually I don't fast at all. I, that's the psak I got. Okay, so like, you can't have, don't eat like a corned beef sandwich in front of everybody. It's rude. Just eat what you have to eat in private. It's not nice. Fine. Says the Gemara. Continuing in drushos, though really unrelated to the sugya, we've learned a little bit more than halfway down. Al what does that mean? Al don't get angry. Amar Amar lahem Yosef Let's not walk in learning. Let's not talk and walk in learning. Shema that's the pasuk. Al that maybe you'll get upset. Aleichem says the Gemara Aini. You're not supposed to learn when you're traveling. We all know that you're supposed to learn when you're traveling. But Amar Rabbi Loi Bar Brachia Shnei Talmidei Chachamim Shemahalchem Aderach Vein Bnei Torah Vein Bnei Divrei Torah. Two people are walking and they uh, they they're not learning. Says the Gemara Ruhini Sarif. That's not a that's not a good consequence. You can get burnt. Story with uh, Elio and Alicia, and all of a sudden they see this um, this chariot of fire up in the heavens. A famous story. Taima. The reason why they didn't get burnt is the ikadibor because they were talking and learning. So what do we see? How can you tell me that the pasuk Baltir Gazu means not to learn? Haray. We see that the only reason that they didn't end up getting burnt is because they were learning. Says the Gemara. There's different kinds of learning. One is the migras, the girsa. You're just plowing through Mishnah's Baalpeh. That's fine. To talk in learning like that is not a problem. But if you're talking about Mamish and Iyun Sagya, it's very nuanced. It's Shulchan Aruch and Shachs and Tazes and Zabadeh Shulchan and all the post game. You're going through everything. That's a whole different level. You should be learning seemingly from the Gemara, that which is a little bit uh, uh, less entrancing. It says the Gemara, 15 lines from the bottom, a person should not take very wide steps. And when you are approaching a city, you should approach the city while the sun is still out. Let's talk about both of these pieces. What does it mean not to take big steps? Don't tell us 
that when a person takes big steps, it, it, it removes from them, it takes one five hundredth of the, br- the brilliance of your eyes. What about the second part that you should show up in a city when the, when the sun is still up? What does he say? A person should go out together, Kitov, and they should enter a city of Kitov. That's when the sun is out. You should not eat any more than you would in times of famine. My timeline. And here we have a machlokas, two lines from the bottom. Hacha. In our community, people said targimu mishuma just to make sure that your uh, that your stomach uh, can handle everything. You guys, you know, your stomach can be a little bit more fragile when you're traveling. The ma'araba that was in Babel. In Eretz Yisrael, what did they say? Amri mishumizone. It was because of the volume of available food. They had to ration. You never, you don't always know when you're going to have enough food. My benayhu. What is the difference between these two sheets about making sure we eat a minimal amount? You could top of yadalaf and medalaf. The yasid ba'arba. You're sitting in a boat. If you're sitting in a boat, no problem of you running around like a crazy guy. You're sitting on a boat. The boat's moving. You're fine. You can eat whatever you want. But if the concern is rationing, then even if you're sitting in a boat, that would be one distinction. Or maybe the problem is that you're going from in to in, knowing that you will have constant food, but you have to be concerned about your stomach because you're running around. So the Gemara gives two nafkaminas. Rav Papa called Parsu Parsa Achel Every time he walked to Parsa, he'd eat another loaf of bread. Because he was of the opinion that it was only about the stomach. And that was it. He didn't have to worry about portions. We're going to stop right here and pick up tomorrow. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Welcome to you.